I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And you're listening to Think to the Brink. This week on the Overthinking Podcast, we have decided yet again to zero in on an iconic yet unsung Disney character. We very much like to give people a platform on this podcast to highlight the people that aren't highlighted. And we've chosen the earliest Disney film to zero in on, which is Snow White, 1939, I believe, 1938. And more specifically from Snow White, we are going to focus in and talk about Doc, the leader of the Seven Dwarves. I think far too often he's just seen as another dwarf. It should be Snow White and... Snow White and Doc and the Six Dwarves. Doc and the Six Dwarves and some girl, (laughs) maybe completely... Or Or just Doc and the Seven... Seven creatures. <laughs> no, dwarves aren't creatures, let's be fair. Doc and seven people. <laughs> Can you imagine if that had been commissioned with the title Doc and Seven People? Well, yeah, but they've, it's been re- has it been remade ever? Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, yeah, actually it has. So, but is Doc in... <laughs> I don't, probably not. We'd have to check. They were so annoyed when the seven dwarves turned up for day one of filming and they were like, <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> we've, we've, you've been cut. You've been replaced by a huntsman. <laughs> <laughs> what? We've been waiting 70 years for this sequel. It's true. And they weren't oh. the spring chickens in the original. No. I mean, the fact that they lasted out for the filming. Oh, no. It's amazing. But, um, but no. Doc. I think we were drawn to him as well because out of all the seven dwarfs, he's the only one that doesn't have an emotion as his name. I mean, Sneezy's not really an emotion, but an emotion or a feeling. It's a gift of a part for the actor playing him because it is. they've got so much poetic license. I mean, they do have to be the leader, which comes with certain attributes, I think, that Doc positively eschews. He definitely shirks his responsibility. If you haven't seen the film in a while, I fully recommend listeners of this podcast to go back, remind yourselves, re-familiarise yourselves with what is a, a cult classic, the first ever Disney film. 1937. And of course, he appears in a, a number of other films. The one that catches my eye, we're obviously back on Disney Wiki here, is a Lion King one and a half. Doc appears as a silhouette cameo. <laughs> do you think they paid him the full amount for that? <laughs> he probably got an extra feed, oh, didn't no, he? It's a feature. Oh, God. He won't have any lines. He's also in a short film called Seven Wise Dwarves. I'm quite interested in that because none of the seven dwarves really are wise in any way particularly not dopey who can't speak would you say doc is wise i think he has wisdom but he struggles to express himself i I really wonder how the the leadership process of the dwarves do you think they all met up one day and were like this is anarchy no one's getting anything done we need someone to lead us and then grumpy went up on the podium and was like let me lead you dopey was like because obviously uh, Toby can't speak. talk no. and uh, Sneezy was like a chew and then Doc was like uh, I want to feed lead you <laughs> <laughs> everyone was like oh that's and then funny maybe quite liked yeah maybe that, that was his manifesto endearing or maybe he said something really good by mistake he was like uh, yeah like I want to feed you and they're like oh good we love food and he went lead <laughs> also Doc is that a term of authority or do you think he's actually a PhD I in a past life, maybe. He he might be the sort of person who is very good with words on the page, but the minute you get him in front of people, 
So yeah, it's it's like he's a retiring academic type who is committed to his work. He's an intellectual, but he can't deal with the pressure of lecturing, speaking in front of other people. I think everyone's had a lecturer who is undoubtedly very clever and at the top of their field, but can't really give a good lecture. Maybe that's why Doc quit his academic career. Academic career to become. <laughs> to become a minor. a minor, yeah. Proper change, isn't it? The anti-Billy Elliot, as I like to call the film. We're on Disney Wiki, and this is the personality traits that it lists for Doc. Kind-hearted, somewhat pompous, so not fully pompous. They've given him a little bit of leeway. He's he's one of the seven dwarfs from the original fairy tales, but he's, he's actually a lot more than that. He is the leader. We don't know whether he was elected. Maybe he took power. He doesn't wow. seem the type, but you never know. Maybe it was the gravitas with his academic degree. They sort of gravitated towards him as their leader because he had that seniority. I mean, Doc as well could be a term of... Well, we're assuming it is a term of endearment as well. I think it might have been a process of elimination thing in that you don't want a leader who just sneezes all the time. You don't no. want a leader who's just happy all the time. He's the only dwarf that has the possibility of being vaguely multifaceted. How long do you reckon these dwarves have been together as a... As a sevensome. A good few years. There's a familiarity there, isn't there? There's definite politics within the group. Oh, yeah. Grumpy, I think. If I was going to pick someone else that was maybe resentful of Doc's leadership, someone maybe pushing for the leadership themselves, I think Grumpy was probably passed over. I'm seeing it as a two-horse race with the leadership. Dopey, can't talk, bit of a drawback. Sneezy, sleepy... I mean, he, yeah. to be fair, Sleepy's got serious issues. It really should get Sleepy's got down. very bad hay fever. They've, they've been ruled out on medical grounds. They probably all ran for it. Well, this is the thing. They probably thought, Doc, they probably mistook him for a doctor. Well, that's my like, point. finally, I'll be cured. And then he's leader and he can't even... Oh, so you think he's a latecomer to the group. Sneezy and Sleepy needed curing of their respective diseases. And because he called himself Doc... Or he was an academic, maybe a doctor of letters. They thought he was a surgeon. I think we need to consider whether or not these dwarves in the Snow White film are humans with the dwarfism condition or if they're mythical creatures. I think they are actually mythical. Do you think they're magical? They've shown no signs, have they? They don't do anything magical. The bird's definitely magical. So he's kind-hearted, which is an important quality in a leader. Somewhat pompous, we'll forgive him for that. He's flustered. He's responsible tongue-tied, bossy, forgetful, strict, and comforting. I feel there are a few conflicting ideals there. Which are they? Strict and comforting, like responsible a... and forgetful. <laughs> strict and comforting, like a matron yeah. in a boarding school. So I think, I, yeah, responsible and forgetful. <laughs> what are you responsible for then? Only the things you remember. It's selective responsibility, which I'd argue isn't responsible at all. He means well, but I don't think... He's, I think the pressure of the job is getting to him. Do you think he's on the verge of abdicating? <laughs> I, mean, I think he may be prepared to give up his crown. Do you think he'd pass on his power to another one of the dwarves, or do you think... Be put he, to the vote. Yeah. He'd swan off into the sunset. I think, actually, he'd abdicate and then just be part of the group. Become one of the dwarves. That is something that's beautiful about Doc. In that I think he'd be totally fine if he realised the job wasn't for him in giving up the power and then becoming just another dwarf again. Now you're just a leader that I used to know. 
Let's move on to his appearance. Let's. He's elderly, short, pot-bellied, half-bald, black eyebrows, bright red cotton fabric tunic with yellow buttons. I love this. <laughs> so I love how specific really it is. Specific. Brown pants, hazel eyes, fair skin, pink cherry nose. Mm. That's not the most uh, flattering description. But I, all the dwarves look very similar, apart from Dopey, obviously, who's beardless. I think um, Presumably a lot younger than the others. Do you think Dopey can't grow a beard? I think he's probably tried. I think if he's in a, a brotherhood of seven dwarves and he's the only one that can't, I think that's got to great. I think that really probably keeps him awake at night. Maybe he's the only one that shaves and he just doesn't know, he doesn't realise that's how you grow a beard, by not shaving. Because he sees them all shaving, but they're just doing a trim. Yeah. And he can't ask them, how do you grow a beard? Because he can't talk. So he's, he's just trying. shaving off all the hair and he's like, oh, why don't I have a beard? That wouldn't surprise me. Anything's possible with Dopey. Also, the pink cherry nose, I feel, is reminiscent of Mr. Smee and the alcoholism. Is but they all have pink cherry noses, I think. Are they all alcoholics? Snow White doesn't find any alcohol when she goes to tidy up their house. Are they very careful? Or there might not be any. They drink it all in the day. <laughs> They drink it down the mines, and they, they do a booze run. Maybe that's where their stash is because I don't think you ever visit the mines. In the his occupation is uh, miner and leader of the Seven Dwarfs, so he's moonlighting. I think it's very much a trade union, yeah, type deal. And they voted him in the leader of the Seven Dwarfs because they're mining. They need protection. I don't know from who though because they seem to be self-employed. It's a catch twenty-two for Doc because if. Given his way, he'd just devote all his time to being leader, like, take some elocution lessons. <laughs> but the only way he's going to gain their respect is by mining with the others. Oh, so you think he secretly would like to delegate, let them go mine, he stays at home with his feet up. Or, like, you know, planning the day, getting someone in to cook a meal so they've got a hot meal when they come home, doing the booze runs so they don't have to keep it in the mines. There's lots of little tasks that I, I feel lots of different corners are being cut. So you think he'd be a better leader if he had time, if he could quit the day job, he can iron out the creases? Yeah. I don't think he's a bad leader full stop. I think if he went on, like, a week-long residential, he might be able to pick up some leadership skills. Some leadership training. But I think he needs something. Do you think Doc came up with hi-ho? If I had to bet, I'd say happy. Really? I think happy strikes me as the most... Mm. Actually, to be honest, I think happy is the most rounded of the dwarves. And if I was going to vote for a leader, I'd vote for happy. But don't you worry that, like, if the going did get tough, happy would just be like, it's all all right. That's a real politician's quality, isn't it? (laughs) What? Happy is what saying it's saying it's all right when the going gets tough. Yeah, but you want oh, maybe you don't want some realism. Maybe he is a perfect politician. I think Happy is the perfect politician. He's not really happy. He's just slowly wheedling his way. He, he knows Doc's getting old. He <laughs> he's he's planning the coup. He's aligning himself. Grumpy calls a spade a spade too much. I think Grumpy would rule by fear whereas I think Doc I think they're sort of mildly amused by Doc I think Doc's like that teacher you had that isn't strict doesn't really have any authority or power over the class is too nice for his own good but you almost feel too guilty to rebel against him because he is nice yeah whereas I think Grumpy is strict he would rule with an iron fist. He would rule by fear. And I think the dwarves are probably looking at Doc as the lesser of two evils. I think they don't really have the respect for Doc. 
But I think the alternative with Grumpy is quite worse. So you think Happy hasn't actually put himself forward? It might be like a, a Shakespearean thing, like when there's the massacre and they all kill each other. Happy's the one that carries on. If you had to pick an adjective for Doc, if Doc wasn't called Doc, what would he be called? Somewhat pompous. Maybe Doc is short for docile. <laughs> <laughs> that actually could be where the name comes from because he is quite docile. What a fan theory that is. That's wow. going to be sweeping gonna, the internet. I'm going to look up and see if that's ever been... Alex is so pleased with himself. He's now Googling his own theory to see if that's been <laughs> mooted on the internet before. No, well, it's not there. We'll put that to the listeners, so we'll do a poll. <laughs> his goal is to protect Snow White. He's only got one goal. And also this implies before the film happened, he was aimless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he only meets Snow White in the first act. Slightly depressing view of his life to that point. But maybe he was in a rut and Snow White comes along and gives him purpose. Well, maybe he like, achieved everything he wanted to, so he'd got his PhD. Yeah. He'd made the big career change. He'd done up the kitchen. <laughs> and now he's like, he'd, he'd, wow. he'd been voted leader. Yeah. Actually, he's at the peak and he's like, oh. Maybe he's perfectly happy. But he's not, though, is he? Well, no. Because we know who happy is. But he's kind of content to live out the rest of his years. But then... Snow White comes along and he has a new goal. Which is nice for him, I think. I think it's like getting a new hobby when you've retired. Yeah. <laughs> his hobby is protect Snow White. But to be fair, he hasn't retired because he's still out in the mines every day, singing the song, whistling while he works, and leading the dwarves, galvanising them. I think the thing with mining is, especially if they, there's no one higher up, if he's the leader, he could break, what, three rocks in a day? There's no one to hold him to account. I, I think Grumpy would say something. I don't see Grumpy being the kind of person to respect authority. And we see many times in the film Grumpy undermines Doc, really. Mm. And I think Doc would be called out on that by Grumpy if he wasn't pulling his weight. Maybe he is. Or maybe Doc... Is Doc older than the others? Like, Yeah, I would say. It's difficult to tell. Dopey looks noticeably younger. But I think Doc implies seniority, doesn't it? Yeah. And the fact that he's the leader, maybe he's the leader simply due to the fact that he is the oldest. Well, I think all of his, his skill set, I don't see anything particularly leadershipy apart from... Him being a doctor and him being the oldest. So. Maybe he's the heir. <laughs> the heir to what? To, to the leadership. leadership. <laughs> to the leadership. It's just been a long line just of docs. <laughs> Maybe he's not the one with the doctorate. His great great grandfather. He's an heir to his, do- his doctorate. Yeah. Maybe he's the last of a dying dynasty. Well, yeah, because none of them are married, are they? Well, no. There are no female dwarves. Do you think they want to marry Snow White? No, I think it's very much platonic. They're protecting her. Do you They're think far they- too old for her. Do you think they ever, like a few years down the line, when she's happy with the prince, be like, could we use you as a surrogate? To continue the line. Yeah. But are they immortal, though? A dwarves immortal? We don't know. Home, cottage of the seven dwarves. What was it called before? First question. <laughs> Maybe they bought the rights to name it. It's good to see that he hasn't called it cottage of the dock. Or cottage of dock. Yeah. Or Doc's Cottage. That is nice. That he's not named it after himself. Do dwarves often group together in groups of seven, or is that an opportunistic? I think now they're probably reluctant to, just in case they get pigeonholed. (laughs) Do you think it works? Are they a functional family, or are they dysfunctional, these dwarves? Are they a family? Maybe they're just seven co-workers who went in for a flat share. Yeah, and then it got comfy. Do you think they're 
they buy or just think they rent? They must have bought. They it. must they've have bought. Renamed. It. <laughs> they've renamed the house. Yeah, sure. They're not gonna. They're not gonna buy the naming rights for a rental. That'd be ridiculous. Do you think they're um, doing that thing where the more you rent, you're, you're paying towards buying the house? What? So they're trying to put money aside for a mortgage? No, as in, so each month's rent that they pay to. Oh, the so they put down a down payment. To buy the house eventually. Okay, I'm pretty sure they bought it. I, <laughs> I think they've bought it. Yeah. What if Doc's like team leader? So it's that arbitrary position like Gareth in the office, I'm team leader. Yeah. And he's he takes it seriously, but none of the others do. It's like um, biscuit monitor at school. Mm. But who gave him that position? Well, he probably volunteered because no one else could be bothered to do it. And he's taken that upon himself. He takes it so seriously. But then that contradicts his flustered nature. Maybe there were eight dwarves, because yeah. seven is a weird number, there were eight. Yeah. And the leader was the eighth one. Yeah. And then he gave Doc this team leader <laughs> role that didn't actually mean anything. Yeah. Just to kind of not shut him up, but kind of because he was like, he, he likes Doc, Doc's kind hearted. Yeah. But then the leader leader died, and then Doc by default became leader. And the dwarves are like, oh, we've made a mess of this. Doc's very much the foreman, isn't he? Mm. When it comes to the mining, he probably directs traffic more than he actually digs up jewels. But I don't think he has much power. Like, he doesn't have much power. No, he doesn't. If he said, right, we're not mining enough, let's mine 100 hours this week, there'd be mutiny. Yeah, I don't think he has the confidence in his convictions to change any of the policies. No, because he gets through a sentence, he wouldn't be able to get through, he'd stammer. Yeah, he's very nervous having around people. Mm. Do you think he was always that nervous, or do you think it's just since he took on the leadership mantle and the pressure and the responsibility of leading has got to him? I don't think we can deny that that is going to be a pressure and it's going to have consequences. Yeah. His allies, no White, Grumpy, sleepy, happy, bashful, sneezy, and dopey. So all the dwarves are listed as his allies. Yeah, grumpy, interestingly. Because. Grumpy wow. number one as well on his allies after Snow White, which is interesting as well. Do you think it's. You need Grumpy and Doc as well at the same time? Well, I think narratively for the film, without yeah. Grumpy, Doc would just be. <laughs> He'd run riot. Yeah. <laughs> he needs a foil. Yeah. Enemy is the evil queen. He That's... likes music. Dancing. I hate when you say someone says you like music and you're like, oh, what do you like? Oh, a bit of everything. <laughs> he doesn't like rap. He doesn't <laughs> like beatboxing. What would you say Folk. Doc is listening to? Folk. Military songs. Something with marching the... songs. Yeah, maybe. Well, what sort of a song would you say Hi Ho is? Hi Ho. <laughs> country. Country? Have you ever heard a country no. song? No, it's not country. Ditty, a ballad. <laughs> I just don't think you've ever heard music ever a ballad where did that come yeah. from it's like, they were like a lyrical it. ballad or like a <laughs> Billy Joel just no, the way you are it's a marching song isn't it is that a genre I mean I tell you what genre it would be it would be Disney wouldn't it <laughs> yeah which is a genre in itself which is a genre in and of itself um, so he likes dancing I don't know when in the film you see him dance he likes cooperation between the dwarves doesn't good- always get it and he doesn't always get it he likes gooseberry pies and apple dumplings I really like how on this website it goes from the universal cooperation to 
gooseberry pies. For all the boys <laughs> getting on, they've they've banded together, they've cooked a gooseberry pie. Yeah. That is Doc's ideal evening. If there's a, someone puts on some music and there's a bit of dancing as well. Yeah, apple dumplings. They break into well. the apple dumplings. And then Snow White comes in. <laughs> that is Doc's ideal evening. So Doc's dislikes are Dopey's antics. I think everyone dislikes Dopey's antics. Well, we got... I think it's endearing. Grumpy's rude remarks. Fake jewels. Who likes fake jewels? <laughs> also, I don't think at any point in the film is there ever an issue with forgery. <laughs> <laughs> it might be maybe enough. that's maybe that's a bit of a subplot. I'm sure that there there's be been a, a scandal. Maybe one of the dwarves. Maybe there was a previous leader of the dwarves who got ejected because he was dealing in fake jewels. And there was a massive scandal. He had to leave public service. And Doc was at short notice. Maybe he's going to call an election soon. Mm. Topical. <laughs> Again, another clue as to when we're recording. Especially if you're a minor, I think fake jewels are pretty much a given. Well, but what, would he be finding fake jewels? No, I think it's more on the sort of market. Maybe he puts them on eBay. Yeah. And someone else gets it instead. Someone else has monopolised the market and he thinks, oh... I'm gonna uh, right. I'm gonna get one of their jewels and see what they've got that I haven't, and then it's actually fake. Yeah. And he's like, people are being swindled. Yeah. I've been swindled because I bought one of these jewels, and also it's curtailing my business. We need to try and pay back the money we spent on naming our cottage. Because <laughs> <laughs> can't not, afford any fake jewels. It's not cheap, is it? Or maybe it's cutting into his business because there's such a problem now with people faking jewels. Mm. There's a much longer process in terms of deciding whether a jewel is authentic yeah. and it's just slowing down the process that would explain why he's flustered tongue tied he's been up in court trying to defend his jewels or maybe he himself has been caught or, dealing in fake jewels yeah maybe he's in the middle of a long legal process <laughs> yeah that makes sense uh, he, d- he doesn't like arguing with Grumpy so he doesn't like Grumpy's rude remark but he does, at the same time he doesn't like arguing with Grumpy basically he doesn't like confrontation yeah. He doesn't like Snow White in danger. He doesn't like disorder. He doesn't like too much pressure. <laughs> Which kind of implies that he was elected. He didn't run for office. Because if he doesn't like too much pressure, he wouldn't have put himself forward for the role. As a leader of any group, you're going to get pressure and sometimes that's going to get too much. I think this is also at odds with his goal of protecting Snow White because that's a lot of pressure. Weapons, he's got... His pickaxe, I wouldn't say that's a weapon. I don't think he ever uses it as a weapon. I think maybe yeah. it's implied that if push came to shove. And quote, he's got, come on, hen, uh, men, follow me. Tongue tied. Yeah, I mean, it, sh- it shows a lot. Follow me, he, he is a leader. He's got, he gets the people going. He does, and also that's in a moment of quite a lot of uh, terror because they don't know who's in that, their house. There's smoke coming from the chimney, all the lights are off. And yet he still ploughs in, going first. If there were a sniper in the house, dead, he'd be the first. No matter how unlikely a leader he is, he does take charge. They've come back from mining. It's been a long day at the mine. He's come back and, I mean, it must be quite disconcerting to come back to your house, see the door open. They should have locked it probably in the first place. He probably forgot. There's smoke coming from the chimney. I mean, what... What must have been going through their heads when they got in and saw the house tidied? I think someone had cooked. Do you reckon they thought they had some kind of very benevolent squatter? Yeah. Which is, to be honest, what Snow White is, really. (laughs) Would you 
you say they're on minimum wage, the dwarves? I don't know how the economy works. I imagine they get through bed and board or something. Maybe Doc sorted out a deal. Well, no, do you think they all own the house together or do you think he's bought it? Maybe his name's on the deed. Would you think he is the, the head of this organisation or do you reckon they pay tax to the evil queen? Because she is listed as their enemy. And up until Snow White comes into the picture, they've had nothing to do with her. Yeah, but also Doc's goal is to protect Snow White, so... So you think his beef with the Queen is purely Snow White-based? It's not because she taxes them? I think it is a continual thing before, during and after the film take... Well, she dies, spoilers. But before and (laughs) during, that is a thing, that she's an enemy. Because also she's well-known and she's horrible. She really is. Well, she's known as the evil queen, so it's yeah. not leaving anything to you, to the interpretation. I mean, if we're talking names, she must be a bit annoyed. Every time she tries to be a bit cunning, yeah. everyone's like, aren't you the evil queen? And she's like, oh, I'm just the queen. Yeah, I know. I don't know how she got that name. Yeah, imagine if our queen was called the evil queen. She'd be livid. They're quite anti-royalist, aren't they, Disney? Because yeah. the queens are often evil. Yeah. It's the princesses that are usually the ones. Yeah. They're usually they're very working class. So that's all we have time for. It's goodbye from me, Will Baker. Goodbye from me, Alex Prescott. And in the meantime, don't, don't forget, forget to overthink. overthink.